one crazy party. I am podcast. Ladies and gents, we are live. The podcast posse. This is Boys Night. Nay is not with us because she is on her way back home from Cancun. Cancun. She Cancun, just texted Mexico. us and said that she was in Denver, mile high. So shout out to Nay, doing her thing, living her best life in. I think she's joining the Chichanita. club. Got it. Um, joining the club, like what do you mean? Like mile high club. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't get your reference over there. Sorry. Rico, for uh, for visual purposes, he has a... What, what style hat is that called? Kangle? It's like a Kangle style hat. I would say Peaky like blinders. Peaky blinders. Yeah. I just yeah. need to put the radio. He looks super front. Peaky blinders right now. I'm getting ready for my holiday party tomorrow. Yeah, speaking yeah. of holiday parties, this is holiday par- party central or a season. Yeah. Um, I just had mine yesterday. It was a hell of a time. It's a little weird. When like you're with coworkers and you're just getting smashed and you see like the other side. For example, there is this technician, a uh, young kid, 21 years old, probably the youngest guy, making an ass of himself. And I, I like pulled him to the side. I'm like, hey, bro, like we're still at, we're not at work, but you know we're amongst coworkers. So yeah. you might want to yeah. fucking relax. Don't be that person. Don't you, be that person. But I mean, like you ever think about like you being 21 and being that person? Though, like I mean, like we didn't have these jobs that we have now at yeah, 21. That's true. So, like I don't know, man. 21 year olds that I work with in the first place so man yeah. we got I mean I think the youngest we get like 21 going on 22 year olds and like Teachers? it's usually yeah. college graduates with that did you have your company party no ours is uh next next Friday yeah mine is now tomorrow uh oh, which is, is why I'm already in the yeah. in, in the mode right now. Third year. It happened perfectly because mine was Roaring Twenties theme slash casino night. So Rico could just go ahead and recycle that hat and those glasses. Yeah. So perfect. And it's a, it's literally the last one that I'm having with this company. I'm moving on. Shout out to Rico. To a new, to a new opportunity. Down. So this is one that I'm going to have to enjoy. New opportunities, baby. We are moving up. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Maya and Silk the Shocker. Um, shout out to 2019. What yeah, happened, bro? To Silk the Shocker was literally the worst rapper ever. Uh, he, he wasn't, was though, man. Wow, he, he, was. He, he was. I mean, he was. I mean, there are a lot of rappers now that are very similar to him. <laughs> I think he was just ahead of his time. <laughs> I he, guess I guess you could look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, right? look at it like like he he <laughs> rapped, He didn't have he didn't have good lyrics. He rapped offbeat, but he was swaggy. Yeah, he was swaggy. I think you that was I mean? the thing that that he he had he had the right connections. He had a he had a fan base that followed him in in the south. Yeah, and he is every rapper now. Yeah, all of them, he even the dead ones. Rapper. Yeah, that's true, yeah. actually. Man. But to be any he rapper, in the, any rapper in the game at all, you have to have some type of charisma. You don't just make it in the game yeah. by accident or just because you get lucky. There's only a handful of one-hit wonders. There's less one-hit wonders than there is like actual successful artists. So yeah. you have to have some type of charisma or who is, style. Who is like know. the who's, off who's the, the top of your dome? The ultimate one-hit wonder. I have to say, uh, return. Bro, I'm about to say the same thing, bro. I swear to God. I mean, he's done. He's done. Like you know, he's he does return to the Mac every five years or so. You know? I know. Uh-huh. 
It's one hit, but it's one hit. That's over a hell of a fucking hit. But that's why he's yeah. the ultimate one hit wonder. So, so uh, stay tuned to your uh, local uh, fair, county fair, because he's probably there coming <laughs> up. <laughs> and if he's there, I'm going. What was his name? Mark Morrison. Mark Morrison. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I think he was like he was British, right? I don't know. Or, I don't yeah, know. I think I'm not oh, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, shit does. Did you hear him at your party at least? Because I know our party is probably going to be hella loud tomorrow. Our party usually, like, we have a crazy... It's no, like they didn't, yeah, they didn't play that song, but I'm surprised, though. The DJ was semi-good because you know, there was a lot of older folks there. and Nobody uh, pulled their dick out and hopped on top of a casino table? A blackjack no, table? No. Somebody uh, pulled their titties out, though. Nah, just playing. Not at all. Come on, bro. This is a place of professionals. You know, we have to act accordingly. I don't know, bro. One time we threw a, a release party hey, at man. Temple, and we had an employee just... I mean, we had, like, top... Of, that's how you, 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 you measure the success of your company, yeah. is what type of champagne you have at the event. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Dry day... Yavu. That day, we had Ace. Oh, we had Ace. Okay, Ace And we had And they had, like, the giant bottles, so it was a good time. Damn. Yeah, and we, we had the whole entire Temple... Temple Damn. Nightclub, if you're familiar with it, because uh, we work right across the street from it. And that night, it was fucking wild. And so we actually had one coworker who passed the fuck out right in front of the club, and they had to call the ambulance for alcohol poisoning. See, like that's that. the person you don't want to be because on Monday morning you were the talk of the fucking day. Not even just that is is then then the employers have to kind of yep. start placing a. a fucking like you 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 get looked at as a person who ruined it for yeah everybody. you ruin it for everybody that's <laughs> yeah. what it is yeah. you put limitations on everybody else because then they have to think oh like wait should we be throwing these lavish parties for everyone yeah, yeah. or like do we need to watch, look out for our uh, young young workers or young employees yeah. so they i mean yeah so you don't want to be that person just, just imagine just, those conversations take like, it with a grain of salt yeah did you see Susie at the company party yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard all the stories. I've heard it, but she just cannot handle her liquor. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, but shit. I mean, I can imagine how hungover she probably was the next day. Yeah. Um, That's why you, you do like me, and you just take them all out. All the it's like we, I'm out with my coworkers all the time. So I, I mean, know. I know Albert gets Surprise. hungover pretty fucking easy, but were you hungover? I think, I think uh, it's standard for me now. It's weird as I'm getting older. I pretty much get hungover every time I get to that point of drunkenness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was hungover. Um, and it sucked, too, because luckily or fortunately, I, I'm, I'm in school training right now. Well, not school, but, you know, for A&P Fort technicians, training. we always have to go to class and stuff to get these qualifications. And I happen to be in class. And it's funny because our instructor, he was, like, promoting it. He was like, you need to go. You know, you guys got to represent for the technicians out here. And this is your company, you know, so make sure that you guys go. So he was hella pushing us to go. Oh, man. Yeah, uh huh. And then it's hella funny too because he was just like, and you guys out there, just you guys know that you have to work with these people, so don't be acting stupid out there because you're gonna see somebody out there. But, anyways, um, yeah, so I got home pretty late because I was babysitting one of my coworkers. I didn't want him to get a DUI. And uh, I went home, I set my alarm, and I was like in deep REM sleep. I remember like having this vivid ass dream, and then all I hear in the dream was a ding. And then I wake up, I grab my phone, it's 716. I get a text notification. I start my class at seven o'clock. 
And I, bro, it's so, you know, when you're like, fuck, 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 and you just grab whatever you can to just throw it on there and brush your teeth. And I zoomed out. And then it was my boy texting me, and he was just like, Jeff, the instructor, said that you need to bring breakfast. If you don't bring breakfast, then just don't bother to come. So I had to stop at McDonald's and buy like 20 fucking breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, I'm assuming he was yeah, trolling you, too. He wasn't yeah. actually, like, yeah, but tripping. Nah, he wasn't at all. When I, It was actually pretty cool because when I went in, he was, you know, laughed about it and shit. He was like, yeah, good time. I'm like, yeah. He was like, that's all that matters. Were you hungover, though? Oh, fuck yeah, I was hungover. I was, and it was weird too because I don't know if it was fatigue or just me being hungover, but it was Same a combination thing. of both, bro. And it's funny. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. A little different. I, was I mean, telling, nah, but it's, it's the same thing as far as how you feel, though, that, that next morning. You don't know wh- which one it is. If you're yeah. dehydrated, fatigued, uh, both of those things combined and hungover. Well, you combine, I feel like you, you absolutely yeah. know. I think the key way to, because I, I'm lucky enough not to get hungover often still to this day but the one way i do know you're hungover is when you wake up with that fucking cotton mouth oh, it's like yeah. the driest fucking uh-huh. cotton mouth ever and do you then, ever wake up and just like look for water and do you just start cutting yeah, water? yeah that's like that it's shit. so crazy that's like a body response telling you like nigga wake the fuck up you need water but, but i feel like hangovers for everyone are a little different yeah, yeah. i mean i hardly wake up with a hangover on a saturday Usually my hangover is on Sunday because of Friday and Saturday, so I think my body just retains a bunch of. Well, I feel like you get hungover hella easy. Nah, you know what though? Like, yes, I do. I mean, like, I could have a beer on a Wednesday night, and then on Thursday morning when I wake up to for work at five a.m., I'm feeling like oh, like woozy, but like midday, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like. But we're talking about hangover hangovers. That's Sunday, maybe Monday and Tuesday, depending yeah. on how hungover I am. But really, it's about, I guess, it's, it's just about, like, how dehydrated I am. Yeah, that's what am. I was going to say. You Fuck. have to take in consideration how you prepared for the events of drinking. Like, if you get, like, a fat-ass meal, like, super carved up and drinking hella water, you could drink, you know, a substantial amount of alcohol and be okay. But, like, if you're just, like, hella dehydrated, like, empty-ass stomach yeah, and you're yeah, drinking, yeah. that's when you get the most fucked up. It really up. depends how you prepare for the event. Because I feel like, so there's there's oftentimes, like, I, I went uh, to a beer festival with a few friends and they got they got a party bus. And so I'm on the party bus eating bread and, 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 and you know, just eating, drinking water. And all these motherfuckers are drinking a bunch of Coronas and shit on, on the bus. And on so I'm, I'm just fest. watching them. I'm like, you're on, a weird, on your way to a beer fest. So they're probably going to the beer fest to get fucked up, which yeah. I understand. But I actually like beer. So I like mm-hmm. to like taste the beer. You like to enjoy the beer. Appreciate Yeah. And so on the way back, dog, I'm just watching these people fight and like argue and, and, and just get into it. And I'm just sitting there just like, shit, man, I had a good time. I hope yeah. you guys remember all this. They're not, they're not going to. Yeah. So, but either way, I had a good time. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, it's definitely how you prepare for the event. So Rico, go ahead and break down that saying that you like to throw out there when somebody is hungover. Oh, kick uh, that shit off, bro. Hair of the dog. The hair of the dog. And it's funny too because I've heard of that multiple times. Yeah. And then he told me today too. I went to his happy hour at work and I was a little, you know, I wasn't feeling really good. And he was like, "Hey man, hair of the dog." And I'm like, "All right, let's do it." I drank that beer, bro, and I felt hella better. Absolutely, is like how you how you cure a hangover. Yeah. So go ahead and like break like the root down, like the root word of it or the root saying of it, like why they say the hair of the dog. So from what I understand, it, it originally somewhere in the south, I'm, uh, and I believe it's Texas. But what it is is hair of the dog is a, it's a short for hair, 
hair of the dog that beat. And so uh, in the South, they had a saying that uh, if a rabid dog or a dog, you know, with rabies or whatever bit you, you created a potion from whatever dog that bit you. You take a piece of a tear and you make a potion. And that potion is basically the antidote to fix the issue that you're going through. Yeah. So, uh, so basically what it is, sense, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So the hair of the dog that bit you just comes from that. If you're hungover, then just fix it by what exactly you actually created that hangover from, which is alcohol. Keep drinking. So, so that saying is, I, I, I mean, like I know that that saying works sometimes. Like the thing about that saying though is, is essentially it's like saying, don't be a bitch to somebody who's hungover, right? Because it's like you say hair of the dog to me, and I'm gonna be like, all right, let me give, let me get a beer, right? And then, it's like a you know, I don't feel like, like how Texans. Yeah. Texans address it though. I mean, no, I mean, Texans like, you know, there are drinks, right? There's like the Bloody Mary, right? The mm-hmm. people will drink Bloody Marys the next day. I actually the think they just mean like, keep drinking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, that's why you're drinking, like, but you're drinking things that are supposed to hydrate you, you know what I mean? But like, alcohol doesn't drink. It doesn't hydrate. never hydrate you, you know? Well, but isn't that what it is though? It's, it's, you're not necessarily curing the hangover, you're prolonging it because your body, you know, you're putting back that well, alcohol in there to kind of level it. Yeah, yeah well, from, what I understand, it's it's, it's uh, um, the reason why you get hangover is because it's basically just ethanol soaking yeah. up all the all the uh, you know every hydration that you have in your body. Hell. But just thinking, I think gas. like if you think about when you're hella fucking drunk, but you actually stay up that whole entire drunkness and you start sobering up, and then you go to sleep, are you actually hangover the next morning? Let's just think about that for a second. Sure. But if you go to sleep drunk as fuck and you wake up the next morning, then you're probably hungover. Yeah. Do you guys remember? Um, ah, gosh, it was Real World, and uh, I forgot what season it was, but there was that one drunk ass girl. I think she was from Hawaii, and like she was like super alcoholic, and every time she would get like blackout drunk, she would like wake up stumbling and force herself. Ah, I can't even remember. Actually, no. Uh, I, I know a guy. I know a guy from Real World that uh, he likes <laughs> oh, yeah, to drink yeah. a lot and pee. Uh, in front of the house and get arrested and uh, call people gay and things like that, which we, you know we don't accept here on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but you know I know him. Uh, shout out to my boy. Um, he knows who he is. If he's listening right now, I'm not gonna call him out. But you guys probably saw him in Denver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I mean like I I seen all those real roads. Like actually, it's a funny thing because when I was younger, you know like I would stay at my dad's when i was at my dad's house i would stay on the couch a lot and just watch mtv right i used to record the music videos do the dances and all that shit but then there would come a time when real world would come on and i'd be hella invested into all the fucking characters right and (laughs) so like you know i mean and then like uh you know and so like these characters are i mean they're pretty much like everything you should not do as an adult right and now that i think about all the crazy shit that happened on that show I've probably done about 99% of the things that have happened on that show. Bro, you should have auditioned for Real World. I feel like wow. you would be a real good <laughs> Real World cast member. I mean, I, I, I think I would. I think I would. I'd be great uh, addition to a cast, but, you know, I, I would really just be doing it for the, the challenge that comes after. I'd so. be terrible, dog. I, I'd be probably the worst fucking Real World person ever because I'd mind my own fucking business. Yeah. So they, nobody wants that. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, what it is, though. you'd be like that, uh, what's that guy on uh, the Dave Chappelle skit? Was it, uh, 
Oh man, what was that day? The day Chappelle's kid when uh, the guy he was a square. He was he was he was getting punked, and then his girl came over, <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie Murphy was a pimp, and he had oh, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he had his boy smashing her. Yeah. He was in the corner like with night vision goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's hella funny, bro. That bro. Fucking Dave Chappelle always comes up in this podcast. But Dave Chappelle bro? always does come up in this podcast. Yeah, for I'll, a good reason though. I mean, like yeah. he is. Like He's I told you guys before, I'll call him and see if we can get him yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned, y'all. It's like, um, <laughs> I mean, he's 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 hilarious. Like you know, like Nick Cannon is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> nah, but uh, you know, like he he's hilarious, but he also has like the social aspect to it. But. Um, Actually, talking about comedians right now, something I did want to talk about tonight is, uh, so if you guys don't know, uh, Kevin Hart just got uh, tapped to be the host of the award of one of the awards that are coming up in and which the, one in the award season? I think. So, so did he? Is it the Grammy or the Academies? I'm not sure right now. Uh, I think it was the Grammys. Um, but uh, upon his uh, acceptance, I guess. Uh, people dug back into his Twitter um, and they found him saying Oscars. some uh, Oscar Oscars hosts. so the Academy Awards and so he uh, they dug back into his history and you know he's he's a comedian he made some gay jokes he made and that's why I said that earlier about the we don't make gay jokes um, he he you know he he's had said some things and they were you know they were about his son you know they were they were joking and I think as a comedian they have some freedom of the things that they say and uh we talked about this about three podcasts ago and um i'm here to say i told you guys so the world is too pc for everybody right now like comedians yeah. can't even make jokes it's it's insane and i understand why there's some uproar about some of the things that he said but like most of it was like things like oh yeah like no i don't want my son playing with barbies he's gay you know and then I don't think he meant it in like to be like really derogatory towards home, uh, home, homosexuality or anything like that, but he just meant it in a way where he was saying like, you know, like this is a funny moment that I had with my kid, and maybe he went about it the wrong way. But that's how he is as a comedian, and that's yeah. how a lot of our friends are outside of you know like like off of record. You know, what I mean, like yeah. it's just something that you know like well well. Sorry to cut you off. But, yeah, no, it's good. But I think like that's we. I mentioned that in the podcast how comedians. I think they do need to be treated a little differently, which might not seem fair. But if you think about it, uh, comedians in, in in a specific era were were were, I guess, cornered to make a fuck. Uh, uh, I guess jokes on on what was. I guess inappropriate. The, no, not just inappropriate. Is if you think about the era that 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 we come from, or or um or that kevin hart mm -hmm. came up as a comedian from that was the absolute go-to joke it was yeah. it, it was and then whether that makes it okay or not i mean that's i don't of course not but i'm saying it's he was just making joke of what was probably going to put him on at the time yeah. So he was just making jokes of the product that he had in front of him, mm -hmm. right? And 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 that was just the time to where those right. gay jokes were just something that everybody would throw out every single day. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody that's giving Kevin Hart shit about it, they were probably I guarantee you a ton of them made jokes at that time and that yeah, uh, 100%. about about that type of shit. Yeah. So I just think that it just comes down to just being not familiar with certain situations like for example gay people i cho i choose not to say like you know the f word 
you know, in a derogatory way. I might say it for fun, yeah, just because blood, people. Right? Yeah, the other one, you know, okay. you know, because people know me, but I have lesbian cousins and I have gay cousins, and I love them to death, and I know how genuine they are to their partner and how much, you know, and I just choose not to say those certain words in that fashion. I might use it in another term, for example. Like, bitch, you know, I would say, oh, that person's acting like a fag. But I wouldn't mean it like a gay person. I'm talking about, no, you're acting like a bitch, you know, yeah. or you know, or just anything that's like soft or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, you know, we, yeah, we have pussy, you know, but, you know, we live in San Francisco. Well, I live in San Francisco, so it's just it's it's normal for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, too, it just comes down to this religious bullshit that people subscribe to. Like, oh, my God. Like, bro, I swear, when I was like, you know, a little Bible thumper or whatever, never was a Bible, <laughs> Bible thumper. Thump. But, you know, just, you know, when I had like. I don't even know what that means. What is a Bible thumper? <laughs> it sounds bro? about right. What are you doing with just your Bible, like, bro? Okay, when I was so-called <laughs> religious or whatever, I remember thinking, like, I had these thoughts, bro. I had these inclinations nations to where like i think the worst thing that could ever happen to me is if i have a kid and he becomes gay bro i used to think like that yeah. like and now like if my son, if i ever have a son and he becomes gay like i wouldn't even bat my or eyes daughter. like or a daughter that's lesbian i wouldn't even bat my eyes i'm like cool like yeah, you bring no. your boyfriend over for thanksgiving or what like you know yeah. i just yep. it's just the norm for me now and yeah, i just feel like sure. it's just so unrecognizable and it's so like you know it, it's disconnected in, in people's lives so they don't have that interaction to where they could you know accept it and sit down with people and have close you know close relationships to be like oh these people are fucking human yeah. that's all they are you know they're just I'm, their sexual I preference mean, is different yeah i know i mean i i know i know several gay people that like use use the words you know like that you know like they they, they say faggot and like you know what i mean like i i don't use that term but like they use the term to like they don't even bat an eye when they say it you know and they they like say it to their partners they say it you know what i mean and like and i think that one of the things is um you know in in this society now where it's like everything has to be like everything's a problem right yeah. and it's like it could be anything i mean like if it wasn't that, you know, and if it wasn't that, and I do, like I said, I understand the plight of, you know, the LGBT community and, and everything that they go through. And I understand that, that they might feel like that sets them back. But like, when I, when I think of how comedians joke, like I think of like the shit that I used to say on a school bus, right? And those being jokes now that we use. And I, I still find those jokes funny, right? Like whether you're talking about like, a fat person or you're talking about somebody's mama or you're talking about somebody with a big head or somebody who's extra skinny right and like it wasn't like we were singling out certain people we were hitting all body types all like you know all genders all sexualities like we were we were hitting it all right and it was it was jokes right and that's how we I, i feel like that's how i feel when i when i see people like calling people out on like social media for things that they've said before especially when you're talking about your own family like Kevin Hart was doing Um, I don't think that 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 excuses some of the things that people say right like I think that there's a line and there's a platform right and there are certain ways to do it Um, you know I, I think like I just think too it's just provocative it's just you know it's it's clickbait you know if you, you see a headline Kevin Hart uh, withdraws from being a host just because he said a gay slur it's all clickbait but the person that's writing that article they probably don't give a shit they just know what's gonna sell and what's that's gonna true. have reads that's true. and it's just also too I just feel like 
we live in a culture that is super, super sensitive. And it's just something that we kind of have to get over or reconcile with. Like, I was just talking to Rico. Bro, did you hear, Elves, that they banned that song, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, that famous Christmas song? Because yeah, because it's, it's like rapey. It's rapey. But let's like, come on now. But we were just listening to it. We were just it. listening to and it. And it was like... like I mean, if you want to make it sound rapey, yeah. I guess you yeah. can. It's, it's all perception. But if nobody That's ever true. heard it sound rapey, like just... I mean, I you know, know, the funny thing about it is that it's a song about a dude that's trying to fuck, yeah. pretty much, you know, like, baby, it's cold outside, <laughs> I really need to go, no, you should stay, like, that's what he's talking yeah. about, he's pretty much angry, it's not like yeah. cornered her, but, yeah. but it's funny though, because <laughs> she says something like, what's in this drink, and <laughs> feels like nothing, uh, I forgot what it yeah, is, it's not, it's not roofies, <laughs> yeah, basically what he said, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it, it's just funny, when I, when I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh, but I, I think sure. it's like, so, again, like, over the past 10 years, there has been a huge transition from, like, the type of shit that we joke about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so these jokes have changed as time over time. Because, I mean, Kevin Hart has been pretty relatively respectful when it comes to his comedy. For, I mean, relatively as a comedian. Yeah. <clears throat> because you can point yeah. at plenty of uh, 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 yeah. Hall of Fame comedians that, that oh, will destroy Lawrence. anything that... that Kevin Hart has ever said mm-hmm. and they're still Hall of Famers we still like anybody that loves comedy appreciates them for all their work that they did it's time. Yeah. yeah and it was part of the time and, and the thing is is that there's content like just like like um, I don't know music you could take music the same way I mean people are gonna just create music relatively to their time or their experiences and in the same time it's like I can remember as a kid uh, me, cra- somebody cracking jokes at me. I had nothing to say to back to them. So my brother would be like, "Hey, what? Like, just look at anything you around that, you, and you then call him Kevin Hart. Look in your face, or whatever." He's like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> and so, so my brother would be like, "Look at anything around you, and call his head that shape." So yeah. like, I don't know, computer head ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's a part of the culture because we yeah. grew up in like capping on each other, especially talk, like we like, used to especially talk, with the, yeah, soup, like a ton of shit to each other. Still mm. to this day, but I mean like. Uh, it's just kind of hard for as a comedian like where do you now that you've you've created this content and you can't go back into the past and change that content how do you address that content right because i haven't heard kevin hart really step out of line in a long time of anything otherwise he mean he's been sell out shows how long i mean he's been selling out shows he He, did like the i think last three tours he's been the second highest paid actor right behind the rock for how many years now and And all he does is movies with the rock yeah and all that of all (laughs) that and all that time how often have you guys had to call him out on some shit that he did nine years ago yeah that's just bullshit he made a fire fire track with uh trey songs i mean (laughs) who did Kevin, Kevin Hart? What? Kevin Hart oh got a song with Trey Songz, man. It's fire. Oh, uh, uh, what's it called? What's his uh, name? Uh, uh, something Chocolate? Yeah, Choc- Chocolate Dropper. Chocolate. Oh, Chocolate <laughs> Dropper. His uh, freestyles used to be hella funny. Hella funny. against T-Pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, I, again, it's like, you look at this situation, and I guarantee you a lot of the people that, that are pointing this finger at him, and, and I guarantee you they laughed at his jokes for a long time, and then once they seen these tweets happen, there's a wave, and... and with all due respect, I understand that, that the LGBT community is going through some tough times, but I don't think the person to blame is Kevin Hart. Yeah. So I think, I mean, honestly, like, I think it's it doesn't boil down to them being upset with Kevin Hart. I think it, it just takes one tweet, right? It's, and mm-hmm. the thing about my favorite app is that, you know, one tweet, Twitter. It, it gets retweeted and it gets retweeted 
300,000, 400,000, 500,000 times. And all of a sudden, it's a thing, right? And so, like, it's not even just, you know, um, things that, are, that have to do with the, uh, you know, LGBT community. It's everything, right? So it's like, I was just seeing the other day where um, there was a picture of, uh, of Beyonce with Ed Sheeran. And they were performing the beautiful, or the, um, right, what's, what's that song called that they have? Ed Sheeran in there? Um, well, they have a song together, and uh, they're talking, they're talk, or they're, they're recording the thing on a award show or something, and, um... This is where we can use one, effect so, sorry. Normally. So Beyonce, so Beyonce was dressed as, so Beyonce was dressed like super, super extravagantly, you know, as she does, you know, as the, as her diva personality, you know, big dress, you know, she looked amazing, like a goddess up there. And then Ed Sheeran is in a t-shirt he's and some jeans and he's in, you know, and, and there was a tweet that went out that said, you know, isn't this uh, an indication of what we expect from women versus what we expect from men and it blew up and to me it was like i saw it i saw it before it blew up i saw it when it was like maybe at like a at like maybe like 2000 at 2000 retweets and then i was like i was like no it's not that right it's like you know like i think that there is an element of that but i think that you know they 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 have a personality that like I think Beyonce is that personality. I don't think Beyonce wants to go out there in sweats. Like if Beyonce wanted to go out there in sweats, there are a million women that would rock sweats the next day. But Beyonce yeah. don't want to go out in sweats. Yeah. Beyonce wants to go out in the most extravagant dress. And and sure don't give a fuck. That's their yeah. personalities. That's not I about, get that. not yeah, that no, about that's them being a man and yeah. a woman. It's, I, about- I, it's about individualism because for me. I appreciate the whole spectacle and the pageantry of doing shit. Like, for example, when I'm I went to... sharing all the way, bro. Well, but that's okay. That's okay. But it's, if for some reason it irritates me to... Or I see, like, somebody just kind of downplaying an event. I just... I don't know. It just kind of irritates me. But that's just me personal. Like, when me and Rico, we went to the fight the other day. I wanted to look nice just because it gives me this sense of power and this sense of dignity. You know, when I went to the, the, the company party, I wanted to make sure that I was dapper down, you know, and I looked the part. I seen people that were coming with fucking jeans and a t-shirt on. Like, come on, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, are you serious, yeah. man? But it, but at the end of the day, like, who who am I to judge? But, it just irritates me. Yeah. Personal level. And Beyonce is an extreme example because she absolutely controls her image. And so there actually was also another tweet that came out that said that somebody was complaining that Beyonce only had one photographer with a camera at a, at a rehearsal or whatever and she didn't allow anybody to take pictures anybody else it was just one person because she controls her image and that's how she's been successful for so long that she absolutely controls everything that she portrays in the media she's not gonna let anything slide bro a lot of people do that especially the kardashians like the kardashians have they hire paparazzi to take pictures and then they take pictures they doctor it up and shit and then that's what they put out but, see, but then there was pictures of her like on vacation yeah, yeah on vac- was, like this yeah. paparazzi dude that but, wasn't a part of her uh, payroll and they took some maniac pictures yeah yeah, yeah. So you, you seen that it yeah seen that. That. but um beyonce's not gonna let that type of shit slide no, yeah. she's gonna control everything that she possibly can she's just better at it than everybody else in the fucking planet but uh, i mean not to say that that, yeah. that her obviously her and jay have had issues before but 
they absolutely control what their image is to the fucking public. Yeah. So they, yeah. Honestly, I think it's what is wrong with society today is what we're putting our energy towards. Like, fuck all that shit. Like, there's like a big, big deal right now going on with domestic violence on all spectrums. You know, whether it's yeah. the NFL, like for example, uh, the UFC. There is a, a beautiful. She's probably one of the most prettiest fighters that you'll ever see. Her and a great fighter, by the way. Yeah, her name is Rachel Ostovich. She's from Hawaii. She's a beautiful. Hawaiian girl um, her husband or boyfriend fighter. is a fighter he beat the shit out of her he whooped the shit you know and she almost had a pull out of a fight but she wanted to go through with the fight just to have just to bring the awareness there and she also had pride too yeah and she also had pride too and it was crazy because I've been watching an interview of her and she's talking about it and she has like a like you know the like when you're getting over a black eye you could shine her yeah like the, the shiner yeah. right and I'm like damn man like that's that's fucking crazy and that and that's power too because a lot of people you know especially you know people we grew up with or just whatever you know like somebody's mom might be getting the shit beat out of her but she doesn't have a voice like that right there that's what we should focus on you know and right now in the NFL there's a big ass deal going on with fucking yeah. Kareem Hunt you know and that's kind of weird though because if you break down that's the not domestic violence though. Yeah, I, I will say not. that's not domestic violence that is just assault because because he didn't know her and because she also shouldn't have been there. I mean, like, I'm not excusing his behavior. I would never do that. He I didn't think, know her. I think. I mean, he knew he her, knew, but he didn't like know her, know her though. You know what I mean? He like, pretty he much was like, "What are you here for? If you're not here to fuck, then you need to get the stepping." Yeah. I mean, yeah. pretty and much. She said she couldn't afford to. the ride back home, yeah. and that's yeah. And then I heard she was calling her, calling him the N word, and but it's yeah. weird though because I mean, these girls, it, I feel like. Are you are you serious? This is an NFL running back. What are you really trying to do? What are you really trying to do here? What you want to have a street fight with him? Like, are you serious? You want to keep on provoking the situation, and then something really is going to spiral out, and then boom, somebody's going to lose their cool, and then it's the end of his career. Right, like, right. And if you think yeah, about right. a guy like Kareem Hunt, if he's your friend, like, how much can you actually hold a guy like that back yeah, for how long? I right? mean, like, people can't tackle him in the league. And so like, you think of- she kept coming, like in the video, she. She didn't have no issue being yeah. there. So it's just... and I mean, but also, I think the problem is is that how the hotel handled it. Yeah. Rather than how... I mean, obviously, Kareem didn't handle it very well either. But they're comparing that type of shit to what Ray Rice did. No, nah, Ray Rice No, nah, Ray Rice knocked his girl out and then dragged her into the elevator. Kareem Hunt, I'm, you know, I'm not condoning his actions, but at least he didn't 300 boot her ass. You know, he gave her a little... Little nudge, yeah, and it's just, I mean, I I, I don't want to like excuse his actions, but it it hardly looked like he tried to hurt her, though. Yeah, so so. do you guys think that he should lose his career because of those actions? So, this so this is this is where, um, another thing I want to talk about today because, uh, I don't often agree with Shannon Sharp, I do love watching his personality, but I don't often agree with a lot of his takes. Um, but one thing he said recently was. Uh, why only football players? Why only sports athletes? Why are they the only ones that get prosecuted at the level that they do because of domestic violence? CTE maybe? And like we don't, yeah, I don't know, we don't, uh, we don't agree with domestic violence. I don't agree with it. Shannon Sharp doesn't yeah, agree with it. But the, the, the fact, whoever is, she is was like, on the show, asked him that. Yeah. So, so there was a, so the the hostess asked him like, oh, so like, uh, shouldn't they be held to a higher standard? And it's like, why? I, I understand that they have a public profile and they are more recognizable than most people, but like they are still they're still people, right? And there's 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 thousands of them, right? And like one or two are like 
one or two a season get get caught up in domestic violence and we just we just like characterize all of them right mm-hmm. and the thing is is that once one is 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 patronized for, or like not one of once one of them is like you know put on blast for that we're then looking for everybody you know we're looking at all of all of the players and thinking like oh they're all violent yeah, we're lumping you know, people like that right groups. but then the thing Fun is is like what what Shannon Sharp's point was uh, is that like you know these athletes they they are being persecuted to the fullest extent like they're they're losing their careers uh, because of domestic domestic violence um, I know that that's not the case with Ruben Foster but I'm pretty sure that that's coming down the pipeline because of what the girl recently just, just, came, out with, just yeah. came out with but I think like this is one of the only professions where they lose their job they, they they have the they run the risk of losing their job indefinitely right? yeah and they say they can never work like, again that's like, that's what like, arguing, like yeah. doctors like I mean like every profession has people that commit domestic violence like domestic violence happens so often in our world and it's not okay but it happens so often in our world that I mean we're talking about um politicians we're talking about doctors we're talking about you know like professionals you know professionals in general business ceos and things like that and do they do they lose their jobs forever that's what that's what the sentiment that he was sharing and i'm uh, let me just play the clip for you guys right now yeah go ahead and i i'm sure he was under the influence of something while he did admit that which Mm -hmm. doesn't really change the thing but i just don't know if he deserves Another shot because you make that mistake. Really, you think? I don't know if he's out. So here's my thing now. Wow. If this it is, makes it, me sick. I just want to make sure we're clear. If this is a lifetime ban for professional athlete, I want doctors, I want police officers, I want everybody to get a lifetime ban because it just can't be for domestic violence if you're a professional athlete. I want everybody that has an occupation mm-hmm. to suffer a lifetime ban. By that's the way, the way I, we're I going. I'm, I'm that. not even sure this qualifies as domestic violence. It was just assault. Right. Me. So well, I just I just want to make I just want to make sure if that's yeah. the road we're going to travel down. Yeah. If you put your hands on a woman, mm-hmm. no matter your occupation, it's got to be a lifetime ban. No more employment for you. Because what I'm starting to hear is more of that, well, he's a professional athlete. He doesn't deserve to do anything anymore. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No doctors, lawyers, firemen, policemen, school teachers, bankers. I want that to be the uniformity across the board. Well, obviously. It is a high standard. You have to, yes. you are held to a higher standard. So doctors are not held to a high standard? Well, but I'm just saying in the NFL, you so should know you, better. Let me ask you a question. If he was not in the NFL, what would be the difference? I mean, but, all but NFL, people should be held to that standard. NFL players NFL. are looked at as role models and representatives of so the league that, that operates the, on its image. At? They are also looked at okay, very so highly. That would be handled in a different way. Why? Because the NFL. Why? Because you are held to a higher standard. But you said, are you saying doctors and lawyers are not held to a standard? And school teachers. Do you see, Jenny? But you, a lot of time, the public doesn't even know what inspired. Uh, so it becomes so public. You, but see, you got to excuse the NFL mm-hmm. because they didn't know the tape existed. So what they didn't know. Well, they had to know the tape existed. Okay, there, there then. So the if it's the veil of secrecy, if we don't know who you are, if you Joe America and you do this, you can go on about your life. But if you're a professional athlete and we know about it, you should be held to a high standard. Uh-uh. Mm. That's not the way the, lo- the justice and the law said it's blind. Okay. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just something that I like. There's an importance to that. And there's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's, for, for Kareem Hunt, I think they're just trying to make a prime example out of him. They're going to throw the But see, the thing is, is yes, us, like, that's why? That's exactly Bro, his point. But why are they doing it? 
you ever see the why are, why is it football players and basketball players why because the African- why is it not the hockey players why is it yeah, not the baseball yeah. players why is it not the UFC fighters are, are African American well, I mean they did one yeah. example one major example I could think of with a baseball player uh, and it was when he was beating his girl up in the um, stairs uh, they had full video of it and Ooh. sign him I forget his name I'll find out but that's pro- I mean that's another but, reason why like nobody knows any baseball players right. outside of yeah. baseball and, and so and, but, but the whole thing that, that and it's weird that you don't agree with Shannon Sharp with most of the shit that he says because you're probably thinking LeBron but that's not all he talks about so it makes me think like you don't listen to him more like often 70. I do I do I listen to him quite often because, I mean like on social on social on a lot of the social things that he says, like especially with Kaepernick, he says some powerful like shit. That. He does, he has a lot of great quotes, but like there are just sports takes that I don't agree with, yeah. and 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 a lot of it, a lot of it is dominated by the teams and the teams in certain sports that he likes. But his social it's takes, the only team he really has is wherever. So that's and, interesting. And not in football, in the Broncos. Yeah, yeah but uh, he has never. That's right, a perfect anyway. segue. So you're pretty much saying that he was pointing out that they're only shedding the light on African-Americans. Yeah. No, no, that's not what he said. He asked her, okay, so, yeah, they should be held to a higher standard. And he was like, well, what about doctors? What Aren't about lawyers? Why shouldn't they be held to the same yeah, standard? Okay. So you're telling me that if, he, if, if a lawyer or a doctor commits domestic abuse, they shouldn't be... Fired they should, and completely never killed from working in that fucking field ever patient. again. Yeah, right. They should never. They should never defend somebody ever yeah. again because they did because they did that right. And like, and and yes, like like I think that it in in like the the larger picture, right? You see it when you, and when it's more visible, right? You you know the NFL players, mm-hmm. you know the NBA's players, and that's partly because of the brand has yeah. done so well for both of those uh, so. organizations, but. You un- you see those players and, and it's publicly recognizable and it and it looks bad for them. But like a doctor is not as visible, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's the same crime. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that, just that to play devil's advocate a little bit, do you think it's a physicality thing? Like these men are physically dominant and superior to the victims that you know they're to or not at all or not even or not even that. Or another case could be. Um, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, just you know. So I think I well, mean I think there is a power dynamic to all abuse in any form, uh, whether it's neglect, and that's why it happens in the first place. Child abuse, mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence, all all abuse happens because of a, a power dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think like you know I don't think that it in NFL with the with the men with the players that are in NFL it happens because they feel more power or like they feel like they're dominant to women i just think like you know they're they're in a high they're in a high testosterone uh environment and all they all they know is violence at this point right and it's just like they have a competitive drive so you think cte has nothing to do with it i absolutely believe cte has something to do with it but i mean like i think it also has something to do with uh, where, where do most I mean like where do a lot of football players where do a lot of football players come from where, what are the, mm-hmm. their backgrounds like yeah. you know what I mean like and I think that football and basketball are, are, are the two main sports because of the stars yeah. that they have that, that you could you could literally come from well I mean there's you're not getting hit as much but you're not getting hit as much yeah but like rugby but anyways, but well, well, there's, a, there's a different approach to the way that they tackle and their form and stuff, but that's a whole different conversation. You know, you mm-hmm. got to think about two men, 100 and, or 250 pounds, 
superior as fuck going full speed at yeah. each other crashing each other they're saying that the reason why these rugby pay- players don't have these cte cases or form yeah it is it's form and yeah. also too it's just that yeah it's it's You're not going head to head with money it's the equipment that promotes that that clashing and it's mm-hmm. weird too because football if you think about it bro that's like modern day gladiator shit like yeah, these yeah. fools right here are I think every game that they play, every gruesome, well not gruesome, but and every real physical game that they're playing, mm-hmm. probably shed some some years off of their life. I don't think that's like. I mean, there's domestic violence is like one of the biggest American. I mean, of course, it's not American. Anything, bro. In, in Europe, in Europe, it was like legal not that long ago. Yeah, I think right? there's certain. That's why states. it's not. That's why the crime, the the rate for it is not as high in other places, is because. In some places, it's not illegal yeah. still. Yeah. Because they look at it as, this is your wife. Your wife is your property. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. I mean, yeah. That's what they're pretty much looking at. Like, yeah. you know, it's black and white, but... I mean, the yeah. shit here, too, till like, what, 19... Until, like, 1980s? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they did, they weren't well, even calculating well, it like no, that, you know? I don't like, know how long here, but it's been a while. But for sure, in, in, in like... I don't know what country. It might have been London or something like that. Is that it's been super recent yeah. where they've just been yeah. that shit. And then also, too, another thing is he, the heat of passion is a motherfucker, bro. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get too dark into it because this is something that affected me. But when my mom and dad, when they were going through their divorce, there would be times to where I'd be so afraid. Like, I was like, damn, they, they these motherfuckers might kill each other. Like, I was really yeah. thinking that, you know, but I know how much my dad loved my mom, vice versa or whatever. But once you get to that stage or to that state to where yeah. like you just think that everything is spiraling down. Yeah, passion you'll crimes. Fucking, yeah. 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 You know, but that's the thing about passion, right? Passion goes in both directions, love and hate, right? That's why love and hate are very, very closely related, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's that passion. It goes in one or the other direction, right? And yeah. I think one of the the bigger things that we're, we're um, not thinking about here or that we haven't mentioned here is, is like, you know, how, like, what is the actual root cause of this? And like, I think mm-hmm. for these athletes, you know, like, they need more help like they need they need help out, out off the field like i'm not just talking about players that support other people that support them and things like that they need actual pro- like professional help about what they're going like what they're feeling and the, the aggression that they have and the things like you know and and the but way that the they thing, have though, to deal you with think it these fucking owners i mean you know not no racism or anything but you think these white old motherfuckers billionaires care about that you think they want to invest their time in that i mean they're they're pr- they're probably gonna have to they're have they have to be forced to do that just right. because you know it's all coming yes. to light yeah but at the end of the day though there's not many actions being i mean no, i would imagine those i would i would just imagine i would just say right I would think that if we have the medical insurance to cover psychological well-being, that they should at least they, they should just have got it. it. They but just I don't think fought that, for it. But I don't think that they. I think that a lot of players are super naive and talking. Going back to what we were talking about about like men and how they feel like super That's like they can't they can't like you know be able uh, to express be able to express themselves in that way because it's a then weakness or exactly you know, shot to the masculinity or, right yeah yeah but like so, so toxic masculinity yeah. right and it's like they can't do it and so that they feel like they can't they can't they, they can't go to a psychiatrist but here's the problem though it's like with athletes is that they're held by their own people by their own friends by their own family to a standard to where they got to perform this type mm-hmm. of and then as men that, that play in such a physical yeah. level every single day of their you lives put them on a pedestal yeah but not just that is that mentally they they have a so i don't know if you guys watch 30 for 30 broke 
It's a doc- mm-hmm. yeah, great, it amazing yeah. documentary. Yeah. It's so good. And it, and it talks about how most of these athletes go broke. And then it talks about the triggers of why. And, and one of the main reasons is because they can't say no to family. Another reason is because they have such a competitive drive particularly with football players because they have helmets on and they feel like they're not recognized yeah. because yeah. they have helmets right. on mm-hmm. so wherever they go they just trick out they go crazy yeah. but you gotta think about it is is their their mind is is fucking gearing up every day for competition yeah. mm-hmm. they wake up in the morning right. and they're competing they, they they go to sleep by the time they go to sleep they're probably competing in their fucking yeah. dreams who knows yeah. but this shit just drives you to a point as to where like once you hit the peak of your career what's next yeah, right yeah. this is all they know is football well it's the culture that drives that bro like fucking ricky bobby i'm a big american hairy winning machine yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like it's just yeah. the, the culture but imagine man. for like just put yourself because i feel like like when you're when we're talking about these type of conversations is you got to put yourself in the shoes of every single party right so put yourself in the shoes of kareem hunt for one second just one second whether you're on the complete opposite end of exactly of what happened, just put yourself in the shoes of Kareem Hunt for one second. And then you you are in this extremely passionate situation and you made this huge mistake. What's at what point does everything make it okay, right? And then the second thing is like fuck, my career, my, my livelihood, everything that I've worked up to to this point is done it's Mm -hmm. over like it's complete that's what these people want these people want me to never play football ever again yeah and then these and then there's exactly to the point of shannon sharp is like do doctors feel that same way do lawyers feel that same way right Mm -hmm. does donald trump feel the same way yeah at that point is they they fucking hit this point to where they've made these mistakes but they know they're gonna be fucking perfectly fine yeah because at the end of that at the end of whatever that they're going through is they got the power to just keep moving forward. Uh-huh. But they expect these athletes like Kareem Hunt. Kareem, I guarantee you Kareem Hunt has never tried to do anything else but play football. Yeah. Guarantee that's you because it. that's how they raise these kids and these from these environments is just to know nothing else. Yeah. So he's going to go on to try to play football and he's going to try to get back into the league until he can't no more. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then where does his life go from there? We got to expect the worst, right? Mm-hmm. As, as people who've seen... This is their career spiral out of this situation. God forbid he commits suicide. God forbid he, uh, hopefully he finds enough. Because if you're just wishing the worst on him, then then you're actually nah. no matter what you're still on the opposite side of the spectrum. I think his situation is is a little bit different in that um, I think that it will heal itself within this year. I actually think that I think uh, so too. I think that uh, next year. Because I think if somebody picks him up this year, he's going to get suspended for whatever remainder of the year there is. But I think that going into next year, I think that somebody's going to pick him up and take that chance. Because, I mean, again, like, you know, domestic violence is or violence in that sort is never okay. Especially, you know, man to woman. I was raised never to raise my hand to a woman. Um, but, I mean, I've, I've witnessed a lot of not that, you know I mean, like, mm-hmm. against that my whole life but I think that for him in that situation you know it it was it was crazy I think the worst part of it to me was not that he pushed her or shoved her or anything I think the worst part to me was that he kicked her while she was down and that just was disrespectful to me not whether she was a woman or a man you know I mean like and first of all she was not even like defending herself like to be kicked like that 
And so I think that that's what's holding him, what's holding him back from being reinstated right now, or people picking him up now. Yeah. But then going into this this next season, I think that that's going to be like, oh, like this player is a great player. We know that he's a great running back. Are we willing to deal with the six the six game suspension that he's about to get? Right. Hell yeah. Yeah, a team like a team like the the Patriots so or Patriots. If the like, Patriots pick him up, they, they, that was part of their. Yeah, they're right. the ones that leaked that whole shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like that—that's what you think about, right? It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's like hey, it's better than taking a knee, right? Yeah, during the national anthem. I mean, I guess that's how it is. I mean, yeah. like I called in last week uh, say. to say my hate today was uh, Ruben Foster situation, and Ruben Foster was signed by the. By the Redskins, the Hate at Eight podcast posse edition, and then they, uh, <laughs> and then they fucking, you know, and then they go and they have Colt McCoy and fucking uh, Mark Sanchez, and uh, Colt McCoy gets hurt, and they don't even they they don't even look at Cap. He says, "Oh, we'll look at Cap," but he doesn't really fit our scheme. Kaepernick ran their scheme for five years with the Niners. Yeah. Period. Like period. So. That's stupid, right? But I mean, like, he took a knee, right? That's that's way worse than hitting a woman or, yes. um, yep. you know, whatever else, uh, you know, the Black NFL ball. players are doing now. I, I think mean, it was Ray- Joy Taylor who said uh, originally, shout out to Joy Taylor, uh, she was originally on the same podcast as uh, Shannon Sharp and um, Skip Bayless. But she, uh, she was, I think she was originally the one that said it, is that in this league, the NFL... You can uh, hit a woman and you'll be back in the league. And if Kaepernick would have hit a woman instead of taking a knee, you'd be back in the league. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, that's, that's super unfortunate. I mean, like, Kaepernick, that, I mean, that rubs me the wrong way in so many ways. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. Like, that's a different conversation. But, like, one thing I will say, though, is, like, Kaepernick has, you know, he has every right to have taken that knee and the he is not doing it against the American flag. He's not doing it to spite veterans. He is doing it. It was a veteran that took all told him to take the it. right reasons, right? He was sitting at first. And I mean, I go to football games and people are people are drinking, people are laughing at the bar, people are have their hats on still, mm-hmm. like all the things that you're not supposed to do during the national Well, anthem, did you see George They're w? doing it, but the one a uh, black man that takes a knee during it and 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 wants some uh, justice for cops killing uh, African Americans in you know mm-hmm. Africans Americans on traffic stops for loose cigarettes for fucking whatever yeah you know that that's worse than hitting somebody and that's that to me is just yeah ridiculous. and then in the worst case scenario if i did want to play ad- devil's advocate is that kaepernick might have come on super aggressive at first he sat down wore pig socks whatever if that's what you want to play it at but it was a fuck it was a green beret who told him to take a knee because that's what they do in respect to uh his fallen soldiers like but I mean, that's just something. Cause look at Donald Trump. Yeah, he didn't hold. He didn't, he, he's he's stood he down. didn't. You know, he didn't hold his hand over his heart like everybody else. He didn't. He just Donald looked Trump down at the ground. Know the national anthem. I'm pretty convinced. Like he doesn't know shit about shit. Um, I, he I makes mean, me feel like, and I'm super unqualified. I tweeted this earlier, but I feel like I I can run the White House at this point if he can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, uh, all right. So going back to this Kaepernick situation with the you know the socks and everything, right? And so it's like, 
I yeah, mean, I feel tell like me, that was tell me, like, I mean, I have people, I've, I've, I have friends that I went to school with, I know people that I went to high school with, and people that I, I love and respect that want to be cops or that have, that are cops. Um, and I have no hatred towards them at all. Um, I do still understand the plight of everybody who, who understands that cops are uh, unequally killing black people, uh, proportionately at least. Um, just you know, a reminder, for your argument, over you know. over seventy, maybe eighty yeah. percent of the U.S. is white. So yeah, keep so that in mind. Proportionally, but um, you know, I think that you know, pig socks are not crazy. The I Simpsons mean. call I mean, them like, pig before we did. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, like, I mean, if you haven't called a cop a pig, like, I don't know if you grew up in America. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, like, I mean, I grew up hating cops. I grew up being taught to hate cops, and like, I got, I got. I was raised in a don't snitch society. Yeah. We all did, right? And it's like, why am I, why are we now just, we're, we're, we're persecuting Kaepernick and he's doing it in the right way. He's not being violent. Mm-hmm. He is not speaking out and being disrespectful towards people. He took a silent knee and he talked to, he talked to somebody who actually served in the military. He actually said that he was open to have a dialogue about it. But now, because of all the media and everything that's going on, he's, I mean, I wouldn't talk about it either. I wouldn't even want to talk about it. I would want to go and do my job. And if you think Kaepernick can't outthrow half the, like, I wouldn't say half the quarterbacks, but many of the quarterbacks that are in the league right now, you're fucking nuts. Definitely Mark Sanchez. I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> definitely. Like, I could probably name, like, seven teams in the league right now that could Buffalo definitely Bills use could him. Buffalo Bills could probably use him. Buffalo Bills could absolutely use him. Jacksonville Jaguars could absolutely use him. Actually, I believe that the Jaguars would be in the playoffs right now if they had Kaepernick. Like, so, you know, um, that's beside the point. But, you know, we... We should not. I mean, I think that our our athletes are are normal human beings. Um, I think that they have the same plights that we do. I think that um, they they still want to be socially active as we do, just because we pay them. They pay, they get paid so much to put their lives on the line um, that we should just like take everything that they say with a grain of salt. That's stupid as fuck, right? Like. That's actually the opposite of what we should be doing. Um, Our comedians are because we. It, you know. It's it's like at the end of the day, there's absolute entertainment, and in entertainment business, is there's things that that people got to take a chance on. People who do not, but I think just overall, uh, at least let's give a chance for the people who who, who try to take a chance for a cause, right? But, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like if if it wasn't for that. I mean, like, you know, I, I went to San Jose State. Um, we had Tommy Smith and John Carlos who stood at the, the 68 Olympics. And, you know, um, they up. were stripped. They were stripped of their titles. They 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 uh, they put their fist up uh, with gloves on and black socks and, you know, um, a necklace around their uh, a thing around their neck to to show that, you know, they were with, you know, uh, not only the african-americans that were going through so much in america but also the mexicans who were being persecuted at the time um actually right before that i think like 29 students in mexico city had gone missing uh because of the mexico government and they were they they were made aware of that and which made them feel so much more strong about um apartheid about injustice about uh, a lot of the injustices period that were just happening across across the world 
And if we just keep silencing or telling people to uh, just go uh, shut up and dribble or shut up and play ball, like uh, the lady told LeBron James, which is stupid as fuck, um, then I think we, we lose some important voices that actually can impact the, the kids that actually, you know, will shape our future because... One thing we know is that uh, basketball and football are our top sports in America, um, especially in the demographics that um, need to hear those things about social injustice. Um, and so I think if we keep taking away their voice, I think it's a detriment to our country. Um, but I think at the same time, we shouldn't hold them to a higher standard than we do to the people that are saving lives um, as doctors or uh, as lawyers, uh, even keeping po- people out of jail, or officers. even police officers, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like domestic violence. I'm pretty sure is very rampant in in, in, in America. It's in, fucking huge. No, but I mean, like in in police, uh, law enforcement is yeah. is probably yeah, very high because I know that alcohol abuse is very high in law enforcement. And so you guys can fact check that if you want, because I'm I'm actually not that sure, but I'm pretty sure that. Uh, you know, domestic violence happens in, in there, but we're not stripping badges away from cops for hitting their uh, spouses or hitting their kids or anything like that. Um, we're also not taking away their badges for uh, killing innocent people in the street. Not, I mean, innocent in the sense that they didn't deserve to die. Um, and I think, like, you know, like, sports athletes um they deserve they deserve to be held at a high standard like celebrities do but like why are celebrities and athletes the apex of our civilization you know what i mean when we are a civilization of workers who like we do so much for each other on a daily basis and like it's it's not it's it's too crazy to hold them so much higher than everybody else um they make mistakes just like everybody else does. We preach as Americans. We, we preach making mistakes and and learning from our mistakes. And we're not allowing athletes to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. On a regular basis. So. Yeah. And then, sorry to get deep there, but I mean, it was just a, something that we, we absolutely felt like we needed to point out because if, if, if anybody is listening right now, you absolutely are probably thinking one way or the other. So just trying to give you kind of one thought or another just for you to think about wherever you are in this podcast whether you're driving on your commute or whether you're i don't know at home chilling just kind of boggle your mind because i'm pretty sure you probably hate kareem hunt at this point or kevin hart maybe maybe not i don't know <laughs> but it's just i don't know it's just i think like that we need to kind of uh, uh just hold a standard for everybody who participates in this this society and uh they athletes as well as doctors and lawyers they all participate in this society so i feel like we should hold if there's one standard across the board if if kareem hunt can't ever play football ever again then doctors shouldn't be able to cops couldn't yeah Yeah. it's not for real um so albs you have some information about your <laughs> genetic background that you'd like to share. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I, Go ahead. I mean, I know that you guys had already done your ancestry DNA. We like kind of spoke on it before. Um, I would like to hear you guys' like, you know, just for comparison's sake, what you guys had too. But 
um, I was actually really excited to. I had no. I what I what I originally uh, thought was not exactly what he is. So actually, uh, what's crazy is that. Um, so first and foremost, um, the the rest of the posse uh, pitched in to uh, help me get this kit. Um, I was not really that invested in getting it at first. Um, I've gone into a rabbit hole since then. Um, yeah, but that's how it works. Yeah. Looking at looking at my um, results right now, it's, it's 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 a little crazy to me. Um, I don't know if it's gonna sound too crazy to the listeners uh, that know me. If you don't know me, uh, it'll sound less crazy. But um, my mom's side's Puerto Rican. You got we gotta do the drum roll first. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> say you know your side. My, mom, my mom's side's Puerto Rican. My dad's side is uh, Filipino and. Uh, his father's side, um, I don't know very well, but um, they are, I believe, Mexican and some type of uh, other European. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that's. I mean, that was my perception, um, and then I got my results. It was. I mean, it's not that crazy, but I mean, to me, it was like, I think telling people this is a little surprising. So if you see me, um, tell me if these match up with what I look like or what you thought about me. So, um, I guess the highlight would be that I'm 25% Filipino. Um, I am half Filipino. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, quarter. I'm definitely quarter Filipino. Um, I've always identified as a quarter Filipino. I've actually identified as a little bit more than a, a quarter Filipino because I only claim my grandma's side. But but this quarter makes you more dominant Filipino. Yeah, but this this quarter makes me more dominant Filipino than anything else. Um, and I think that's the crazy part about this. Uh, so and it's twenty five percent. So if um, you know my lineage or you know my my uh, my my grandma's parents. Uh, her father was white as hell. Um, his, her mom was hella Filipino, and I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for a fact, but I think my great grandfather was Filipino. But I, I'm pretty sure he was like a, a white Filipino of some type. I mean, and white could be pretty much anything in Europe. I mean, like I'm looking at this, and like it could be any of these, and I'm really not sure which one, but. Overall, I calculated 25% Filipino, so that should mean that I'm pretty much straight Filipino on that side, which would not be a surprise to you if you know me or you know my family from Pittsburgh. They're Filipino as fuck. Um, And then the bigger surprise, I guess, would be uh, 19% Portuguese. Portuguese is out here. They like to fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. Um, I'm I'm going to uh, go ahead and assume that um, what you guys are going to hear later is 9% Spanish as well. Combined, that's 28. I'm just going to assume that the Iberian... Iberian? Yeah, so 28% mm-hmm. Iberian Peninsula, they just came through and just fuck shit up, literally. Yeah. Um, of course. I mean, I know that they did, but they I didn't, didn't know... They didn't with any women to the new I mean, world. well, I, I know that, but like, you know, like, I didn't know that the Portuguese... Spanish. I didn't know that the Portuguese yeah. was as prevalent in that as the Spanish were, but mm-hmm. now that I'm researching on here, they fucking yeah. give me the whole migration map... Portuguese like basically came through as if they were Spanish and they they get claimed as if they were Spaniards in history uh, because they fought for the Spaniards or they mm-hmm. were with the Spaniards. Yeah. But actually there were much more Portuguese people that went to Central and South America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Portuguese. Um, which is why yeah, fuck shit up. Which is why in Brazil yeah. Portuguese is the main language. Portuguese. It's also why in most of um, 
in most of the Central American countries, their Spanish is broken. It's not as as Spanish as Spaniard Spanish, right? Um, but anyways, no Spanish is yeah, Spanish. yeah, she's crazy. Um, then 16%. This one's not really surprising. Native American. That's that's North, Central, and South. 16? That can mean any fucking thing, though. I mean, that can mean like Central. That can mean I'm Aztec. That can mean I'm Taino. That can it, mean it should I'm narrow fucking... it down, though. You know what's? I mean, it gives it gives me all right. So it gives me a very it gives me one that they they believe based off of um, some bloodline, and I think that this goes back into the the Mexican side of my grandfather, my uh, grandfather side, grandfather. my paternal grandfather. Um, they say Mich- Michoacan and Southern Jalisco. Um, which I've been to and never knew the fuck. I never knew that that was a thing. Um, but that is, uh, in history, um, Aztec area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's that. And then the rest was just. Why it sucks I, for you. I'm a fucking mind. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, shit, I'm inking, apparently. Uh, but. I mean, like, going through the rest of this list, man, I, this is the part that blows my mind, actually. Like, the rest of the shit was like, all right, this is understandable. And then I looked here, I'm 9% French, 6% Italian. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, and then from there, it gets real African American. I'm a. African American. Or it gets real African here, I mean, like, I'm African American based off this. I'm a 3%, 3% Cameroonian. Uh, Congo and Southern Bantu people, three percent Mali, one uh, percent Benin, one percent Ivory Coast. Uh, those are origin countries. So you gotta you separate that because when you say African American, that means a person that came from Africa I meant, to the United States as slaves. I meant that I'm African. I am. I am getting. I mean, at that I'm point, more African American yeah, than your I thought. Side I was. Yeah. actually came. I'm assuming from the Puerto Rican side that came. That's a slave trade too, though. Yeah, well, no. different slave trade. Oh, no, way different. Way different. Ninety-five percent of Africans that went to the New World went to Latin America. Mm-hmm. Only five yeah. percent rep- represented that. The Caribbean was first. Yeah, there was a Caribbean, yeah. and you know one of the biggest ports was. And I, I fucking Mexicans hate this shit. Veracruz, Veracruz, Mexico was one of the biggest slave ports. Maybe every day there's some. There are some dark ass Mexicans. Yeah. Don't don't let don't let it get twisted. Yeah. There are dark Mexicans. And it's funny too because a lot of people don't know this, but. Mexico actually had their Obama way before we did. The second president of Mexico, Vicente Guerrero, a state named after him, was mulato. Mulato meaning of of Spanish and African descent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and it's funny too. The first free African town, I mean, of the Americas, I'm talking about from North America all the way to South America, was a place called Yanga, and that was in the middle of Central Mexico. They were so rebellious that these fucking Spanish were like, "All right, y'all go ahead and have y'all shit." And yeah. still to this day, it's named Yanga after this prominent slave that kept on fighting. Yeah, that's but, crazy. Yeah, that's so. a good story. I like. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Henry Gates, man. Henry Gates Jr. So, um, but yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, I did. That, that's actually very good insight. Um, I didn't know that at all. Um, anyways, uh, so another Native American, Andean. So I'm, I'm getting dope. into like the low range right now. But like that's like two. Per, that's two percent Incan. Um, and then I mean we get like two percent Irish and one percent Norwegian. I think at that point, look. Uh, 
I think at that point it's like, you know, uh, it's getting a little shaky, but it's crazy because if you look at my migrations, right? I like, I don't reveal any, I didn't reveal anything to this damn thing, to this ancestry. It says migrations, Puerto Rico from your regions, Portugal, Native American, North, Central, South, Spain. That's dope. So they're basically saying that my Puerto Rican uh, side is Portuguese. Native American and Spanish, which is again, like we said, mm-hmm. Iberian, Iberian plus the Taino Indians, mm-hmm. and so that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a dope that's- thing, especially for Caribbean Latinos, because they were taught to believe that the Taino's were extinct. That when the Spanish came, they completely wiped them out. Yeah. But as we're seeing, especially with ancestry DNA, that there's remnants of that. Like my yeah. girlfriend, her mom is predominantly Puerto yeah. Rican, and she had like twenty percent. Just you know, she's yeah. not like Mexican. She, had, she yeah. you know, predominantly Puerto Rican, and she had twenty percent Native American, which means twenty percent of that is Taino, and that's so fucking dope. Especially for me because those were the people that first laid eyes on the Spanish. You yeah. know, I feel like that's like royal blood. To yeah, me. it's fucking dope. No, oh, yeah, I mean, like you know, I think uh, shout out to the Tainos that. Uh, I mean, because it's Puerto Rican and Dominican, right? Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican Dominican, of, of Haitian. All, was it? Is it? No, is it? Oh yeah, Haiti too. Haiti, Jamaica, it was all central. The, the islands, of all Central of the America. Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean. they were all there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to my cool. boy Hatue. If you guys don't know Hatue, he is a famous Taíno. He was the uh, the the lead rebel of uh, you know fighting against Spain, and the reason why he is so famous is because they actually um, they persecuted him and they killed him they put him up on the stake and they were about to burn him and before they burned him they wanted to baptize him and then he was just like what are you doing and then the priest was like i'm baptizing you and he was just like uh he was like why so you can go to heaven and he was just like do our 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 spanish people in heaven and he was just like yeah the good spanish ones he said he spit on the priest and said send me to fucking hell yeah boom my toy was a g man but you know what is that the tajino people were kind of seen as like some of the 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 nicest and most humblest like folk yeah i mean they were they were welcoming obviously i mean like they didn't know what the fuck was upon them right they like yeah they they didn't but they were like they they just had they they just took it right i mean like you know they they had a they had good hearts initially right and then like you know they were the first wave they they saw the first wave of all, yeah. everything the yeah. diseases everything came to them yeah. first syphilis you know it's funny too is because like this tattoo that i have on my forearm kind of represents that first encounter and um if you look at like if you just go on the internet um, a big distinction of the taino people is that they wore red makeup or face painting uh, on them, that was like a big like tribal distinction. But I mean, also too, a lot of you know they did other tribal stuff, you know, in different their language. Or they they had a, they actually had a, a written language yeah. that's very different from mm-hmm. um, from the uh, Native Americans of of the Northern Americas. Yeah. And um, the Tahino, if correct me if I'm wrong, were originally like the Haiti and Dominican uh-huh. Republic versus what they thought were more of like savages in Cuban island, right? Um, oh, no, well, they were. The they were all. I mean, pretty much Taino. Like the Taino nation was pretty much all of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but like, they traveled though. Oh yeah, they they definitely they had, traveled. They had systems. Yeah. They had everything. They they, they, they traded with the Mayan for yeah. sure. Um, and then um, also too, 
the word Boricua actually comes from the Tainos. They called the island of Puerto Rico Boriquen. So that's what they call it, Boricua. Yeah, so that's, yeah, so, you know, that's, that's dope though how, you know, Puerto Ricans paying homage to their ancestry and shit. Yeah. Keeping that Boricua alive. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what was the other tribe or the other civilization at the time that was more brutal? Um, um, the Aztec for sure. No, nah, but I mean, there was some. I can't think of it right now. I don't think about it in a second. In the in the central in the, uh, the Caribbean area, yeah. The the Arwak, I believe. Mm. A A W A R K. Some. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't looked into much into that. Yeah, there that. was a little. There was a at the time. There was another civilization. It was a little more brutal. Uh, and then welcoming and then but yeah 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 but I mean I think I think again like I think like to be the first to meet these people like you're not knowing what to expect so like a lot of you know a lot of things are are when they see it it's like explained in like a supernatural way so when they see people oh wow these people are not us oh my god they must be coming from I don't know heaven or you know like that's how they explain things back then so but I think it paints a picture against the entire tribal mentality because if you see something unknown naturally as a human it scares you yeah right so you see a giant ship that you ain't ever seen well I mean mean, they did have ships but nothing like what was was that movie that uh, Mel Gibson made Uh, Apocalypto (laughs) Apocalypto I mean Apocalypto is really good but in Apocalypto Right, they they that was what they they you know they they saw all the ships coming and that was like the end after have like having gone through with this whole trial, um, the Jaguar boy or, uh, or yeah, Jaguar yeah. Paul, but that was a, uh, a but he was like, that they then, brought over. So. And then he saw and then he saw and then he yeah. saw like go through all this shit, <laughs> or he's dying and then he and then he sees the ships coming and that was like, and then it's like that's irony. Yeah. By the way, if you guys don't know what irony means, that means that. That we know something that the people in the movie don't, but um, we saw Especially that shit coming, and we're just like, and that's the that ends the movie, yeah. right? That's like that's just that's the. I end. know. I was like, what's up with a sequel though? Yeah, like, yeah. all right. So what goes on? Like, oh, I, I don't know if the sequel would be that interesting though. It's like you know, uh, Catholicism takes over. They start like raping and pillaging. Um, Christianity. I mean Christianity. Uh, yeah, Christianity I mean, is also the same. Yeah. Tomorrow. I mean, there, I mean Catholicism is a type of Christianity. So, do you like? Did you find any not reconciliation? Reconciliation? No, I found more questions. For more, more, more questions. So more questions yeah. arose. Yeah, that's yeah. That's so, the same thing with so yeah. So uh, two guys. So right now, I'm actually working on a paper that's actually gonna affect whether I'm uh, being able to do my job going into the future or not. But. I couldn't concentrate on yeah. the last two days. I, I literally have spent most of the time just straight up on some stalker shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, uh, I added some people that are like from like Mexico, Chicago, like that that showed up on my thing. I like yeah. Google searched them, found the picture. Relatives, yeah. yeah. So they were like put up as like second cousins, third cousins, you know, fourth cousins. When you get to fourth cousins, it's real shaky because yeah. it's like at that point, it's like. They probably don't even know who their grandparents are, like how their grandparents are related. My grandparents are like anything like that. So yeah. it was real shaky. But I, I try to contact everybody that was in first and second. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, first, second, and third. So I had one first cousin, and the first cousin that I have is very close to me. I had three second cousins, and you also, know? also very close to me. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, first and second cousins, you know, most of your yeah. first and second cousins, right? Like the first, like they were, they were Messina's on the Messina side, uh-huh. and then on the Walker side, and then 
my aunt, my aunt Jeanette, who's yeah. on a Puerto Rican side. She's actually related to me from my mom's dad and mom's mom. Oh shit! So she's like super close to me, mm-hmm. not first cousin because she's an older generation than me. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's something I want to do too. Like when I got my results, um, it did answer a lot of questions and it gave me a lot of confirmation. But then it just made me want to dive in more, like how these people came to the new world. And also another big thing for me was just that it made me more. Um, it gave me of a sense of like, damn, like I really need to take people as they are because essentially I am a mixture of the world. Like when you see my trace regions, it's just spotted everywhere. What's you know? your dominant just, side? Oh, of course my Filipino side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Damn, I feel like this Filipino this yeah. podcast is three quarters Filipino. Yeah, but you know, and also too I have a problem with ancestry DNA because podcast. I, I feel that they they lump it up into groups. Um for Pop-cast. example, um like in the Philippines, that and it's you know researchers and a whole bunch of anthropologists you know it's pretty much confirmed that those are that's one of like the most diverse places on in the world just because you know the seafaring people they traveled everywhere like the muslims were there the the indians were there people from mainland asia came over there you know uh, micronesians and I feel like they could have broke that down more, but instead of doing that, they just lumped it all in. You know, and it's funny because they changed, like mine changed. Before it said that I had uh, like 20% Polynesian, and then they changed it and they just put it back to, you know, to to Filipino or whatever. How much so, Filipino were you? Uh, 50. Oh, yeah, shit. but then before it's that, actually 50. Yeah, so before that, it was on my dad's side. It said that I was. Um, what was it like 30% 28% Southeast Asian and then 20% Polynesian but then now they just completely they, yeah they just it was just an umbrella kind of thing you know they just lumped everything all together and I feel like that's kind of a poor representation especially you know me being a history buff yeah. and trying to understand my culture um, especially like when I look at my grandma and grandpa for example my grandma is lighter complexion um, she was taught that you know oh the, we have Spanish ancestry uh, no Spanish ancestry popped up on that side my grandpa who is of, of Visayan uh, he's from the Visayan Islands they're the, the dark savage tattooed you know Filipinos um, and you know I and it was dope too because it you know when it gives you trace regions it traced it to that particular island or those lump of islands but uh but still I mean it's it's cool I'm totally satisfied with it but just like Albert said just brought up a whole bunch of questions one of the big things that I came out of it was on my mom's side um, mom's side being half Mexican half uh, Portuguese but on her Portuguese side she said that there was a my great great grandmother that was Pueblo Indian but then you know it's just like you hear that no and you're like okay yeah whatever and when I got the, the results in my Native American side the trace region was New Mexico of like the in and, and it's crazy because I have this one picture that I hold very dear. It's like my great great grandpa and he's with his wife that's supposed to be the Native American and that was confirmed. So for me that was like damn like I'm fucking Native American. That's fucking dope shit, you know? And then everything else is pretty much the like actual Native American though. Yeah. Like Native North American. Yeah. Yeah, it it's straight up through me to something that I didn't already know because I don't know shit about my family like that. I feel like they misspelled my last name somewhere along the... For sure did. The, the immigration line. Uh, for sure did. Uh, I see but, it with a C all the time. Well, what's, No, I see it with a... So my my name is spelled Z-E-L-I-D-O-N 
and then there's been presidents there's been like uh, a fi historical figures in costa rica that are spelled z-e-l-e-e-o-n -E 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 yeah, yeah and, i saw that too and uh i'm pretty sure my last name got misspelled somewhere along the line but that that tends to happen when all you got is pen and paper um but for me it's just straight up mine <laughs> i got 54 percent mayan uh 26 percent portuguese and the rest is mali and bantu people yeah um and that's just it that yeah. there's nothing like i think there was like one percent of a uh um, somewhere in italy um southern Part of oh, so you real Central American? Central American, Central American. Yeah, mine. You like you like mine, mine. Yeah, I'm like mine, mine. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, that's that's like that's all it brought up for me. But yeah. but the, the cool part is, is that I've always 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 considered myself mine. So yeah, like What's four. Up? Yeah, like four. Yeah, like four. Four total ethnicities. Yeah, pretty that's light work. <laughs> exactly. I, I have four. I have four at the bottom of my ranking. <laughs> that equal up to four. Period. <laughs> Shit, I'm out here. I'm out here like fuck. Fourteen? What is it? Four? Nineteen? What did I name? Like nineteen and bitches. Like, yeah, I mean, shit, that's that, that's just how the story goes, I guess. But I mean, historically, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, I, Mali region, all the way from like the Bantu and the um, in that area. Yeah. My slave trade up towards north, mm -hmm. and then and then the ship. Yeah, yeah. enslaved people up until the Caribbean and Central and South America. It's, yeah, I mean, shout out to my African side too. I feel like the Mali was just out here. I'm Mali. I think Nigerian. I, I feel like Mali is Mali. The is Mali usually where they source everybody's origin to. I, I'm connecting it to King uh, Masa So you feel me? Shout out to Matsumusa. Musa. Yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah, man. He he's known as the richest man in history. Mansa Musa was. Uh, Basically, he just ran the Mali Empire for a really significant amount of time. He was full of riches. He had a caravan, mm -hmm. although caravans are known nowadays as, as in a negative connotation. He had a caravan Not that caravans he, would, he, would late, walk, he would basically take a trip in a caravan of, of just riches up uh, 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 oh, northern Africa. Uh, and every I just realized what caravan he, is. And, and everywhere that he would go, he'd build a school. He'd build uh -huh. a. He'd build something. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he. Ate laid a ton of children on all mm -hmm. these places his, too. his caravan was to the mecca he was a muslim mm -hmm. so yeah. he, he he would go all the way up northern towards morocco then then he'd go uh, east towards egypt and he'd just make his trip all the way back to mali the mali empire the mali empire at the time was humongous it was yeah. huge it was huge um and it could have been probably even bigger but you know there's the there's a time where um where europe became a powerhouse yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's, I feel like that's, I mean, it's kind of a pretty simple to explain in mine. It's not as interesting as your guys's, but mine is just basically Mali, Bantu, Little Senegal. There's something lower Italy. There's 26% Portuguese and then 54% Native American, which is really Mayan. So the Portuguese are really just a bunch of mis uh, mercenaries. Yeah, yeah they were. All right, with y'all, come on, what yeah, you paying my, me? The, they yeah. were out there being dirtbags. I mean, the Portuguese were out there just, I mean, they were they were riding the coat, coat yeah. you know what I mean? And like, I mean, they were, I mean. Which is crazy, this is a beautiful country. Yeah. Really beautiful country. Uh, I mean, it's pretty big, though. I mean, like, you look at the, I mean, if you look at a map, though, then it's not that's it's, it's not tiny. It's actually really on par with me with with uh, Spain. Yeah, it's really on par. It's such a fucking gorgeous 
country. It's dope because my Portuguese side, they don't come from the mainland Portuguese. We came from it's the Portugal Azores Islands. Portugal, I don't, I don't, yeah. See, I don't even get that. You know, and it's crazy too is because uh, Bona, she, she, you know, she has uh, an- uh, Portuguese ancestry. She's actually, like, percentage-wise, DNA-wise, she's it almost makes up almost half of her. Yeah. But the Portuguese... You You're know, half Portuguese? Uh, she's a quarter well no no her mom's a quarter so she's like 12.5 percent if you look at it in those terms but um yeah they went everywhere like there's a large there's a big huge population of portuguese in hawaii uh yeah so you know they were out there but that's dope man so wrapping this g thing up or what yeah let's do it um I think uh, we've touched on some pretty fun topics, sad topics, and even interesting topics today. But uh, overall, uh, I had fun. Yep. I'm sure you guys did, and I hope the listeners did. For sure, for sure. So we are going to try to record one more episode with the entire gang uh, just to kind of kick off, or not kick off, and the new, close out the new year. Or the, oh my God, close out the ending year. That was a little redundant. Close start ending. the new year. Uh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Close out the so, year. Period. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I tell a gay joke right now? A what? Probably not. I'm joking. I was joking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Peace I'll, out. I'll just, I'll just tweet it, guys. Yep. Podcast worry. Posse. What's real? We are out. 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 Boom. Yeah,